Hi, I'm Rail Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co-host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker and I'm one of the co-hosts coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. Today I have with me my guest, Eleanor Moshe, founder of The Construction Coast, also a podcast host of Constructing You, author of Constructing Your Career, a mentor, speaker, and Somebody whose byline says, ambition and achievement is my first language, but I want to see you win. Welcome, Eleanor. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be on the other side of the microphone. It's great to have you here. I mean, I was, I was really intrigued because looking at your profile, your public profile as a construction coach, and you spoke about the challenge you have of equipping industry professionals with practical skills to construct their career. Can you, can you give me a little bit of background? You worked in the construction industry for a number of years and, and you, identif- you did the classic business model. You identified a problem and went out and found a solution. Can you give our listeners a little bit of background on that? Of course, I'll reverse the story. It was on the back of my graduating and I'm someone who has to do more in my life. So it wasn't just sufficient to have this gaping hole in my time where the degree used to be. So for two years, I started simply tutoring. It was a side hustle at its finest. And the conversations with me, however, turned very much from the technical into, Eleanor, I don't know how to build a career in construction because standing at the outset of the industry, it's very common to feel lost and overwhelmed and confused at all the different pathways, at all the different options. And looking out then at the marketplace, there is no governing body that gives unconventional career intelligence that not only looks at the technical part of the industry or conventional theory, but it actually looks at the individual behind the project. So fast forward the story a little bit. I asked the universe better questions. How can I serve more people because obviously a one-on-one business type model at that rate is unsustainable. So I had to think of a way where I could reach more people because if I had this issue, if people were coming to me organically and having these issues of not knowing how to actually build their career or themselves in the industry, then there would be other people. So when you ask yourself better questions, you do get better results. And I came up with the notion of the construction coach. It was 11 o'clock at night, one Wednesday in April before Passover. And I looked it up. There was nothing available in Australia. The domain was available. The URL was available. I was up till 5 a.m., trying to figure out how to build a website and I filled a notebook full of ideas as to what it could be and it started off as just a blog because that was a reflection of my thinking and my own limitations at the time but it's since turned into private mentoring group group coaching as well and not so much events in so much but that's definitely on the horizon along with the book and a podcast. 
Okay, so so let me ask you a question. You, you focused on the construction industry, but surely the same problems apply in a lot of other industries? It, there are certainly commonalities, absolutely. And I do think the construction industry is unique. You know, there are certain parts that are quite unique to it into how it's pieced together and understanding the different types of companies the different types of projects and how this all has an impact on your career. But yes, of course, it can certainly spread across different industries. And I found that as well with people reading my book and they're saying, if you just take out their construction terminology, this is all very applicable to what I'm doing as well. And have you stayed on that path? I mean, because I guess we're starting now, and I'm going back to one of the questions I was going to ask you right at the beginning, which is how important was and is your vision of setting you on your path? And so, so you've gone on the path in construction, but, but where, you know, how, does, how does that define where you are now and in the future? I definitely think that, when you establish yourself as an authority, you need to do that first in your micro niche. But once you do that, there's nothing to say that you cannot actually venture out into different industries. And surprisingly, you know, I do obviously target people in the construction industry, but I already have clients from non-cognate industries and someone from occupational health because they want the learning, they want the experience. And you can definitely cater to different industries, but you certainly have to you know, I'm not a generalist. You have to be a specialist at first in order to cement that authority and to really hone in on your micro niche and first of all, solve a problem within a problem. But the vision is continuously expanding and it is purely the concept of having a vision which got me to where I am today. And when you do have a compelling vision that you believe in, the universe brings around the right people and opportunities around you to actually make that happen. And if that seeps into other industries, then it's stepped into other industries. And, and I'm very much accepting of that. But of course, I focus on my lane, which is construction. And it's, it's you know, it, it is a great niche. And in fact, it's been the backbone of Australia for a long time, construction. And, you know, in Western Australia, where I'm sitting, particularly in the, in the residential construction space, they are just flat out overwhelmed and and I think across the country, residentially, businesses would be flat out because the government was throwing money at, at, at buyers and construction people. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people going, what the, over the next year. You've, you've spoken a little bit to me about thought leadership and, and thought leadership model of entrepreneurship. And, and how is that different? How is that unique? And, and how did you get involved in that? concepts and ideas around thought leadership it's actually something that I was always meant to do and I'm very fortunate that along my path again I met the right people and the right opportunities to make that a reality for me it's always quite empowering to know that you are on the path that you're meant to be on especially at such a young age but you can either become a traditional entrepreneur, you can become a traditional employee, or you can become a thought leader. And when you are a thought leader, you as a person are the nucleus of your world. You then develop your brand as an extent, you develop your brand. But in order to do that, you have to first of all become all of who you are. Because in the thought leadership world, we first put ourselves out there as individuals, and then we put our business or our brand assets. 
So we are the center of it because what we have to say, our message makes a difference and it matters. And our fundamental duty is to get people to think differently because conventional ways of thinking certainly haven't been serving people and look at the results of the masses. They're not ideal by any standard. So I started on the journey of, okay, I had the idea for the construction coach and I still didn't know how this would be the vehicle which would get me to where I want to go. And it was going to a LinkedIn event in which I met my now mentor, Ron Melhantra, and he showed me the world of thought leadership where it is based around thinking. And I love thinking. I have a Jewish mind and I spend a lot of time by myself. Thinking is one of the things that I absolutely love doing. And there is actually a model, a world where you can be all of who you are. You can stand out because standing out is my prerogative. And for many years, I worked so hard to dull myself down and to remove my power because I'm intimidating to other people. I'm too much, but that's not my problem. That is theirs. And it was a thought leadership model of business, which showed me how you can integrate speaking, how you can integrate writing, how you can integrate communication, how you can integrate content, things that are in my zone of genius. It was a path that was revealed to me that integrated everything that I didn't know was possible. And to have such a world unravel in front of you when you only thought that there was only one way of having a career was very formative and one that I certainly made an immediate and massive decision back then to go down. That's, I mean, that's a very inspiring story. It's, it's interesting. And I'll, I'll pick up a copy of my own book and that's not publicity for my own book, but, but one of the lines on the back of my book says, take a breath, dive in and adjust your course while you're moving. That's right. And, and that's philosophically what probably, you know, subconsciously when I read up on your profiles and your website kind of appealed to me because that's what it is. It is about this ever-changing course in a broad lane and, and, and how you do that. In your opinion, who should become a thought leader? I mean, is it, is it for everybody? I was interviewing um, somebody whose episode is coming out next week on, on the podcast, uh, Justin Bream uh, from, from America, from the US, from, from, he runs a PR company called Brepic. And, and he was talking about the percentage of the percentage of the percentage who actually have this, this real entrepreneurial flair. But, but how does that relate to, to general people going down the thought leadership path? It is a percentage of a percentage. You're absolutely right with that. Being a thought leader, first of all, you have to be able to stand out. We are very public in our personas, in our thoughts, in our philosophies. And people generally have qualms with standing out because they are fundamentally afraid of what other people may say or what other people do say. And that's why people do tend to get in the game. But the minute that they get any sort of negative feedback, they retreat. So standing out, I'm very fortunate that it's my prerogative and it's my natural state of being, but you definitely have to stand out. Being a thought leader does require you to have the potential for a valuable idea to actually see things differently to, as you said at the start of the podcast, to identify a problem or an area that is currently unattended to in your marketplace. Being a thought leader, you are required to challenge existing conventions 
because most people will accept a common ideology. They won't challenge it. They'll make that part of their belief system and then they will make decisions, actions and get the results that form part of that, which to the most case isn't working. Conventional in the space that I'm in, conventional career intelligence actually guarantees that people leave opportunity on the table and they can't see what's possible. It also comes from the ambition to be a thought leader, to play a really long-term game. I know that I'm playing this game for the rest of my life. So it is a type of model where you do defer gratification because there is a lot of brand building. There is a lot of positioning that first of all has to happen, but it becomes easy to play the long-term game because you're building a business, you're delivering podcasts, you're writing books, whether it's a YouTube channel, whatever you're creating, it comes from a sense of passion. You're inspired by what you do because you are deeply passionate about your message and what it is that you care about and the change that you wish to see. As you know, when you have an emotional connection to something that you do, it, it just is so fulfilling and continuously motivating. But fundamentally, being a thought leader, you actually want to make a difference. You actually want to leave a legacy and create this deep impact in people that I certainly didn't think was possible until I went down this path. So let me, let me go off that for a little bit, but you talk about the practical skills that people in the construction industry um, lack because they they have outdated practices and seeing potential. Do you want to give me some ideas of what those are? You know, in, in, in a broad sense, picking one idea, what area do you work with people in? A big part is mindset and whether that's a skill or an attribute can be a conversation for another podcast, but everything starts with people's mindset. And especially in the construction industry, people are so focused on the hard technical skills of how concrete works, how precast panel works, how steel has to go up. Yes, that level of knowledge is important for a period of time, but it does certainly not amount to the pinnacle of your career success. So a big part that I first have to work with on people in any mentoring capacity is their mindset because the programming, the conditioning has been running deep and it takes a really long time to actually get people to understand that if you first want to change your, if you want to change your results, you first and foremost start with your worldview, your philosophy, your paradigms, which then informs your thoughts, which then informs your feelings, which then informs your actions, which then generates the results. So there is a lot of mindset and you know vision piece and to get people to actually understand that they are the ones driving their own career the list goes on and on that first has to happen because you can teach anyone the tactical you can teach anyone the tools you can teach anyone for example this is how you use linkedin but if you haven't actually responded to the programming and their worldview and their mindset in the first place that tactical piece is lost it's, it's interesting. It's years ago, and I'm talking 30 plus years ago, I gave a talk at Toastmasters. And I know I only look like I'm 27, so that's problematic. But um, I gave a talk at Toastmasters based on a book called The Peter Principle. And The Peter Principle spoke about that in any organization, and it, any, it, The Peter Principle said that in any organization, people will rise to their level of incompetence, which... <laughs> Um, 
which has struck with me today, but yet in today's world of people um, seeking mentors and seeking experts around them, the, that, that seems to have changed. You know, the, the, they don't rise to a level of incompetence because that level keeps rising. You know, is, is that, if I was to say, what's Eleanor Moshe's, you know, raison d'etre, you know, why are you doing this? It's to keep raising that bar. Absolutely. No one is going to ever expect high standards of you. Again, if you look at the standards and results of society, they are average and they're average for a reason. I mean, the word average dictates that there are a majority that are bringing down the average. So if no one is going to be holding you to high standards, there are people who are needed to bring up that standard, to actually show people what's possible, to actually lead themselves first in order to be able to lead others. And I'm going to have to get on that book. So, I mean, that, I don't even know if it's still around. I assume there are still copies of it, but it's about 30 years old. So um, I would have used that as a topic for a speech at Toastmasters in the 19, mid 80s. In the, you know, so I am dating myself somewhat in that. <laughs> Eleanor, we could carry on talking for hours, but what I'd like to do is invite you back as a guest on another edition of our podcast, just to continue our discussion, to look at, you know, the whole concept of mentoring, how that drove your career, your book, um, podcasting, where to next for Eleanor. Um, any, let me ask, the other thing is when people go networking, and I want to finish off this episode with that, we often see people walk into a networking event and people say, what do you do? And, they answer with what they do and they might then ship to how they do it. But nobody really has time in that environment where everybody's trying to sell to everyone else. And that's a whole different discussion we can have, but they never get to their core why, you know, in, in terms of, you know, getting to the point of why, which then brings people back to the beginning. And so I, as part of my coaching and mentoring, get people to turn that upside down, to start with their why. And I know Simon Sinek has, you know, spoken about that for a long time and, uh, and, and many other authors. But we have a process of why, then how, and then what. So in, in concluding this episode, Eleanor, your why, how do you, if I walked up to you and said, hi, Eleanor, what do you do? And you said, I do it because of my why. What is that why? It's my duty to first and foremost get people to think and to see what's possible. And if you can even expand someone's worldview of possibility, even that little bit and inspire them to take even that little bit of a different course of action over the entirety of their lifetime, their trajectory is going to be completely different. That's a fantastic why. Changing people's trajectory and and this is an audio podcast, but Ria, watching you on the video, raising your arm up and, and giving us this, this ever-increasing graphic, that, that would be a fantastic, you know, a fantastic cover of your next book. <laughs> so, Eleanor Moshe, thank you for being a guest on today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. We look forward to hearing you on another edition of the Business Excellence Podcast at some point in the future. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much.
your audience can connect with me on LinkedIn, Eleanor Moshe. I'm on Instagram at Eleanor Moshe underscore. And my website is eleanormoshe.com for all mentoring opportunities. This is Rail Bricker signing off for this edition of the Business Excellence Podcast.